This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I'm Joe Reed, and Emily Connolly has been with me all week. And today, she's going to give us her last recommendation for the month, and I'm sitting here waiting. Emily. Well, our last stop this week is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, and it's narrated by Natalie Nottis. Oh, well, there's a familiar name. Yeah. So Casey McQuiston is the author of the extremely popular Red, White, and Royal Blue that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And we sure they've have. done it again. They've written another really heartfelt book. And this time, Natalie Nottis is narrating it. And she does such a beautiful job bringing it to life with an Earphones award-winning narration. And she's a narrator whose name I've been seeing pop up more and more on audiobooks I'm wanting to listen to, and it's great, and I loved getting to hear her in this one. So what's this one about? So this is an adult book, sort of fits in that like new adult category, and it's another genre-blending audiobook for us, actually. And this time it's a blend of a contemporary romance and science fiction. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll keep going. And then I always think of me. science fiction as being cold and kind of humorless and romance is supposed to be like a souffle. Listen, there's some really good science fiction romances out there. There's a lot of a range in both genres. So apparently I don't know as much as I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this one, I can say it's about August, who's 23 years old. She's a very prickly loner who's sort of afraid of connecting with others. And she moves to New York City to hopefully finally finish her college degree and sort of lose herself in the crowd of the city. But instead, she stumbles on some really excellent roommates who suck her right into their friendships. And she also finds a swoon-worthy crush who's a little mysterious, on the Q train named Jane. Oh. And Natalie does a great job voicing all of these characters so you can like feel August's anxieties as she's starting to open up to these roommates. And you get to know all these pretty amazing roommates who welcome her right into their lives and are very distinct characters. And what about her swoon-worthy crush? Jane is this mysterious girl who she keeps running into when she's on the Q train. August gets a, she's going to school, like I said. She gets a job at Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes as a not very good server. And on her commute to school, she keeps seeing Jane on the Q train. And she asks her out on a date and it doesn't go so well. It's a bad date? Sorry, no. She asks her out on a date. And Jane declines. And she feels stressed about that. And we can hear a sample that's actually from right at that moment when she's explaining that to her roommates. And you can hear how that roommate dynamic works. Okay. This is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, and it's read by Natalie Nottis. I thought we were having a moment, so I asked her out for a drink, and she turned me down. So I'm just going to figure out a new commute and hopefully never see her again and forget this ever happened. Turned you down as in? Myla asks. As in she said no. But in what way? Nico asks. She said, sorry, but I can't. Myla tuts. So not that she's not interested, but like, she can't? That could mean anything. Maybe she's sober, Nico suggests. Maybe she was busy, Myla adds. 
Maybe she was on her way to dump her current girlfriend to be with you. Maybe she's, like, in some kind of complicated entanglement with an ex and she has to sort it out before she gets involved with someone. Maybe she's been cursed by a malevolent witch to never leave the subway, not even for dates with super cute girls who smell like lemons. You told me that kind of thing can't happen, Wes says to Nico. Sure, no, it can't, Nico hedges. Thanks for noticing my lemon soap, August mumbles. I bet your subway babe noticed it, Myla says, waggling her eyebrows suggestively. Oh, that's funny, first of all. And it's also so sweet because I, I just love it when good friends are good friends and they'll help a girl out. I know. And I think it's great, too, because maybe, you know, uh, getting to remember times when you've had friends like that who are mm -hmm. so invested in your life and supportive, which hopefully everybody has. But there's something so special about that sort of roommate relationship. Absolutely. It's really sweet. Yep. So August has had no luck trying to get Jane to go on a date with her. But then she later discovers a problem that maybe explains why Jane didn't. And she is actually from the 1970s and is trapped on the Q train in a time slip. So she can't get off the train. She's sort of stuck in time on the train. I love time slips. I'm not a science fiction fan, but there is something about a time slip I find so appealing because I honestly swear to God, I think it's possible. <laughs> well, good. Well, maybe you'd like this one. It's funny. She. Well, it's um, also set in New York. So yeah, chances right. are good. <laughs> so it's funny. It's complicated, but it works. And it's sort of like, so then, you know, um, August's roommates get very invested in trying to figure this out. They go and meet Jane and also love her. And Jane, so Jane is a great character. She's Chinese American and she's butch and she is very, she was big in the um, lesbian and gay scene in New York in the 70s. And slowly she's sort of remembering parts of her life from before that she hadn't really been able to remember over all these years she's been stuck on the train. So I loved getting to know that character too. And I think Natalie's voice for her was excellent. And um, so it's a fun listen, but oh, it's also it like fun. very sweet and great seeing August open up to Jane and also seeing how it's all going to possibly work out. And you're not going to tell us if it does. I can't tell you. I mean, because, you know, it can go two ways because it's science fiction, so it might not work out, but it's a romance, so it probably should. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a very, it's a great one for summer listening. And it's a good one, I think, for, again, going out, you know, if you're in a place where it's safe to be going out into the world a bit more, it's sort of like we're all August, we've been closing ourselves off, and now we have to open up to the world and experience things again. And, you know, New York is such a fun place to be. And so it's also very much bringing you to the city and making you feel like you're there with them. Yay. Which always makes me happy. New Yorker that I am. Emily, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure when you're here. Oh, it's so fun to get to talk about audiobooks as always. I know, I like it. We were talking about One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, and it's read by Natalie Nottis. Today, we're dropping a bonus edition of Behind the Mic, an interview with one of Audiophile's new golden voices, narrator Sunila Nankani. I did my first book in 2009, 
And the landscape has completely changed in terms of more writers um, working on South Asian stories, black stories, African stories. And then also what's getting published has really changed. And that's just been so exciting to witness and be like a teeny part of. That's an interview with Golden Voice Sunila Nankani on a bonus edition of Behind the Mic. We're dropping it today. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Oasis Family Media, publishers of Oasis Audio, paperback classics, and Hollywoodland audiobooks. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, and Ellen Minskoff are contributors. Jennifer Dell is our editor, and the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening. <laughs>